captivating landscapes, flawless tobaccos, elegant presentation. Introducing Pure Origin. At JR Cigar, our innovative team is on a journey for unrivaled flavors and enriching experiences. Along that path, we discovered new, distinctive, and groundbreaking tobaccos from the furthest reaches of the earth and are bringing them right to your home. The intentions are pure, the process is pure, the origin is pure. JR Pure Origin. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is. I catch you off guard. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit caught me off guard. Uh, episode three hundred and seventy-six. Jordan, whoa! Stop jacking with your microphone. Of Smoke Night Live, and we are ready to rock and roll tonight. It's Cinco de Mayo. Mayo, Mayo. And uh, we have a uh, studio audience, uh, Scotty and Matt. How are you boys doing over there? Ah, doing great, doing great. Friday night, and I always call it Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah, baby. Ooh, interesting. You know what? Take. I gotta okay. I gotta say, I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you brought that I'm up. I'm done with this whole May Scotty, the Fourth thing because the May the Fourth thing is it's literally okay. If I was going to if I was going to like make a list of the, my most hated days of the year, uh, April Fool's number one. April Fool's yep, Day. That's awful. It's, it's the it's worst. It's useless. It needs to go away. I'm way, way, way too loyal to my friends. And I, and like, they tell me something stupid. I just believe it because you know what? Like I'm trying to be a cool guy. Like I don't want to like, ah, that's an April Fool's joke. Nope. Um, so they always get me. It always gets me. And then Halloween, super annoying. I don't, I don't want the the Halloween dress. And, and then, the, I don't. There's not a day for this, but like it's on par with when Christmas starts, and everyone says, "Die Hard's Christmas movie." Die Hard's Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, die! Yeah, Die Hard being a Christmas movie. I that's, don't care. That's annoying. Yeah, and I then, play devil's advocate on that one just for the principle of it. And I'm then, like, no, it's not just to mess with everybody. Now, now, not Cinco de Mayo. I love Cinco de Mayo. Like this yes, is, I can tell you're into it. This, this you're really committed. Cinco de Mayo is a great day. I and love you are it. Full on culturally appropriating this holiday. I'm gonna appropriate the heck out of this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that. That's, and I'm pretty sure everybody else that's watching that's can what see we're, that as well. That's what the point of this day is. But yesterday, May the fourth be with you. I'm so. I'm so over that. I hate it. I am so, so that one and the whole in sync. It's gonna be May. Oh, uh, yeah, that uh, can just die a horrible, tragic there's death. There's so much right off the bat in May that's annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah. Until we get to today, this, Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> one of the greatest days. Because there I, is. I love. First of all, I love. I, I, I and this is. I'm not even being hype, hyperbolic here. I absolutely love. The Mexican culture. I dig it. I love margaritas. I love the culture. I like string lights. I like mariachi bands. I love everything. I sort of think, in fact, I envision that heaven is going to kind of be like that for me. Like when I get to heaven, there's going to be a little fountain in the middle of a town square, mm -hmm. you know, and there's going to be string lights. So there's going to be some string lights. Um, there's probably going to be, you know, a mariachi band. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a mariachi band. And, and you um, don't even have to tip. Marlon Brando's. You don't even got to tip. 
Marlon Brando's going to be there, you know, with, with so it's the, just guys and dolls. Basically. Yeah. It's basically guys and dolls. <laughs> it's, it's guys and dolls. And he's going to be there. And then we're going to be sitting around smoking cigars. It's going to be incredible. I love, I love. You're going to be wearing a hat like that. That culture. No, probably not. But it, like well, Scott said earlier, these, I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of calls these, in the comments for emo Terrence. I don't know what this is all about. <laughs> well, 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 that's save that for later. But these hats, uh, Scott, you can attest to this. They're not only fashionable and cool, but Scotty, you, you said earlier, <laughs> oh, yeah. these these are functional. Oh, completely functional. You should have seen. I wished I'd actually had the one I used to wear when I used to stock roofs back in the day. I wore one that was wider than my shoulders. And I mean, it was amazing. I loved that hat. Keep that I sun off that, that neck. Sombrero. It kept we, the sun off of me completely. It was like a shade tree over me all day. Yeah, it keeps the sun off of everybody around you. Like yeah, need that in the high I altitudes love, of I love Colorado. I don't need a. I don't need a uh, backyard umbrella. Like I've got this no, hat. Just put on your sombrero and in, rock it. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I wish you could have got the earphones over the hat. That would have been. By the way, that would have been way cooler. This hat came from Amazon about three minutes before showtime. <laughs> so didn't just, know what you're in for. I did, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna say that right now. You didn't uh, get me one. Uh, I know. Well, they were twenty four dollars. It wasn't like oh. it wasn't like super cheap. Like this is a legit. This is a legit sombrero. I'm not. I'm, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't scrimp on the sombrero, Jordan. I didn't know we're going all out. I'm going all show. out. I, if I'm gonna order something. I want it to be. I want it to be the real deal. All right, uh, like I said, three hundred and seventy-six shows in. Um, How do we do it? Let's bring on our guest, our good friend, none other than Terrence Riley from Agonorsa Leaf. Terrence, how the heck are you, my friend? Oh, I'm just living the dream, living the dream. Thank you for having me, as always. Terrence, first, let's start the show off on a, uh, a sad note. Should we do that? Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, well, what a better a, way. Did you have a dog die recently? No, he didn't have a dog die recently. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, worse. you are equally, you're equally in the in the sad doldrums with us, the Colorado Avalanche fans, because uh, because both our Bruins and our Avalanche. But it's it's worse for the- Terrence. Like you guys had <laughs> the best season of all time, and you lost to the last place team. You know, we just we were okay. Yeah. You know, well, you guys yeah. really blew it. It doesn't help we're, that much. We're, we're up three one. There's a lot of there's a lot of negativity there to to focus on if you if so one so chooses. Terrence, I gotta I gotta bring this up to you because I think me and you are in the same boat. Why are sports fans so stupid? I it drives <laughs> it drives me crazy. Like I'm in this I'm in this really really popular Colorado Avalanche Facebook group, real popular, and and you can't criticize your own team without a certain segment of sports fans saying that you're not a fan because you're being critical of your own team. Like I, I will, I'll say things like, Oh my gosh, like our third and fourth line scoring on the avalanche, you know, really killed us. Like they're going to have to get rid of some of these guys and, and bring some new guys in. And then and the first thing I hear is, you know, you're not a true a true fan. And I'm like, you know, I think that you should be happy. They lost, you know, and actually, but, but the truth is Terrence, and I know that you agree with me on this point is 80%, 80% of the fun of being a sports fan is being critical of your own team. That's like, that's like part of it. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I mean, I don't like, you don't have to be extreme where like every time they lose, you're like, Oh, we suck. And we're the worst team on earth and everything. Sure. I mean, there's obviously lines, but like, yeah, like like my comment was kind of like, well, we played t- 
terrible this series, you know. Uh, good congrats to Florida for grinding it out and coming back from 3-1 down against a team that on paper should absolutely destroy them. I mean, you got a, a guy that was an MVP two years ago on the third line, for God's sake. I mean, it's one of those things where, where uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. It seems like a statement of fact. Uh, we underperformed. They overperformed. Congrats to them. And then, yeah, it's like, ah, I can't play. Yeah. No, some people agree, you know, but it's funny. There's always people that are like, ah, you, you, how can you say that? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's true, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I why a, what I'm I, saying that's so controversial. I get a lot of this here and it's just like, oh, you're making excuses for the avalanche. I'm not making excuses. I'm just analyzing yeah, what yeah, happens. Like, yeah, yeah like, there's a reason they lost. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it didn't magically happen. There's some reason. <laughs> and, and, and we like to discuss how that came about. That's know? like a half of the fun, right? Like you kind of, yeah. you, you sort of put yeah. yourself in the, in the role of GM and you're like, okay, we could probably could get rid of this guy. You know, we're going to need a, we're going to need a better second line center. You know, like you, you talk like that and like, yeah, I don't know, like certain people just find that like, offensive for some reason it's bizarre <laughs> yeah it's yeah like the bruins will be over the cap next year and this which makes it all the more you know because they, they can't keep this team obviously and uh and so it's like man you had this shot to really do something that's never really you know have the best season ever and then win the stanley cup and go down as one of the best teams ever and then uh you bounce in the first round you know again it's just you know you talk about this stuff and you hey how did this happen why did it happen how do you win all those games of the season and you end up here and then but you know i don't know you know people again I'm, what i've realized is on the internet you can argue about anything it's amazing there's, no, there's nothing you could possibly say that somebody won't be like that's the dumbest thing i ever heard of you know now so, i i have to say terrence um i did predict an early bruins bow out um the curse. Because do, you, do you believe in the curse, Terrence? It's, it's, I, I, I'm not going to – here, there is some truth to the curse, but it's not just a weird curse, right? It isn't just some sort of magical thing. But here's, here is what it is. There's an actual physical reason that I think the curse does happen a lot. And if, you, if you're not unfair, uh, unfamiliar with the curse, it is if you happen to have a, an incredible season, you become President's Cup uh, – President's Trophy winner, a lot of times you get ousted early. And I believe, Terrence, and I'll, I want to get your comment on this because it happened to Tampa Bay a few years ago, happened to the Bruins, it's happened to the Colorado Avalanche a few years ago, happened to my team, so I'm familiar with this as well. We're not immune to this. But if you if you have your foot on the gas so hard in the regular season, it almost feels like that you don't you don't have another gear to go into when you get into the playoffs. And other teams do. Like, they're kind of holding back a little bit. And so when you get into the playoffs – there's this other gear that teams go into, but you've already been in that gear for like half the season or maybe the whole season. And I feel like that is why the curse sometimes happens. Yeah. I, th I think that, that that's probably the, the primary reason, you know, again, you, you realize you, you can do this record that, you know, nobody's broken in 70 years or whatever it was. And, uh, and so games that probably would have been played kind of, you know, lighter, or they would have, you know, mixed up the lines more, you know, taken, you know, not gone as, as hard as, you know, as, as they did to win. That's obviously true. And then you get to the playoffs and then you're kind of gassed out a little bit. So I also think that the playoffs are, are still more physical than the regular season. They, oh, they let them play a little bit more uh, than they do during the regular season. So a team that can bang you around more uh, has an advantage once you get to the playoffs. And I think that has a big factor too, whereas the regular season, those penalties are getting called. You get in the playoffs and they're, they're not getting called and it kind of frees you up to be more physical and 
and that's an advantage too. So, but I definitely agree. I, I don't think it's like, ah, the, you know, the curse, like the curse of whatever it what was, the Chicago Cubs thing, the goat or whatever. Right, yeah. like, I don't think it's some crazy thing. I think it's just the fact of this. It's a, it's too long a season. I mean, honestly, the best season of hockey that I've seen was, was that was with COVID, uh, you know, or oh, maybe not with COVID. Yeah. What was it with the half season? Was it the strike? The, the COVID like season half- sucked. No, not the COVID. <laughs> Not I want those season. 82 games. It was, it was, it was the strike game. Nah, the, 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 but that season, every game was awesome. Like every game I watched that year was, was, was an exciting game. It was, it was a fun game. night of our lives. <laughs> you have, it, it certainly is. You have 82 games and, uh, it's just too much, man. It's just too, well, it's just if too you much. Guys, if you guys want to tune into me and Terrence's new hockey podcast, uh, we'll be starting that soon. It'll be uh, a, a daily podcast, seven days a week, three hours. <laughs> Three hours straight of hockey talk. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, then, and then we break in another three hours. Yeah, we break in another. Uh, well, let's talk some cigars. Um, what? I, I know folks want to tune in. This is a cigar show. It is Friday night. We're doing Friday Night Herf. And Terrence, um, you've got some exciting stuff going on. Uh, two things in particular. But let's start right off the bat with your uh, freshly announced uh, Rare Fusion, which is the new micro blend at Smoke Inn. You're holding it in your hands right now. Uh, Jordan and I happen to know <laughs> a lot about this particular cigar um, already, but why don't you tell folks that are watching uh, what this uh, release is all about, my friend? Yeah, so, so Abe uh, at Smoke Inn has kind of been, uh, after doing this for quite a while, to his credit, he, he, um, he, he thought it would it would be a good project and uh, I was kind of skeptical at first a lot of times these types of things sound like a good idea and then they just don't work out so the concept behind it was you have supreme leaf which is uh, dominant uh, Corojo 99 tobaccos uh, you have cre- uh, uh, rare leaf which is dominant Corojo 98 tobacco and and then take the two of them take uh, those tobaccos that make up each of those blends combine them to make a more balanced version of Corojos and Corojos and uh, and see what what happens. Hence, rare fusion, um, and that, and that sometimes can sound like a really good idea, and then the blend just sucks. It's like you know, I love <laughs> I love I love lobster. I love peanut butter. Let's put them together and see what happens. And then it's like, oh, this is disgusting. Who made this? Yeah. And uh, it's and so we made, we made samples, and uh, and basically it's it's a combination of of, of those two blends. What with also we added uh, a dash of uh, Corojo 2012 in there, mm-hmm. and it came out super balanced. It's it's very it's very complex. It's medium bodied. It just smokes great. I mean, it, it's a cigar that I've, I've you know I've been validating quite a few. I you know uh, Abe insisted Ew. that I you know I, I validate this quite a bit, and uh, you know I don't want to upset him. He gets angry, and and so I've had it with coffee in the morning. I've had it with the uh, bourbons at night. I've had it in the middle of the day after a meal. I've you know. And uh, it just smokes great all the time, and it came it came out just as like a, a beautiful highlight of both those blends. Which again, you, it could have gone the other way and and, uh, and and been terrible. And also, I think the pa- the packaging, which again, uh, you know, Abe uh, kind of came up with the he, he took the the purple from the Supreme and he took the red from the the rare, and he, he combined. I think it came out really beautiful looking, so it looks uh, really nice as well. And that always helps when you get excited about seeing it, and then you smoke it, and it's it's delicious. So where did you put the uh, various tobaccos? What's it uh, wrapped in? Um, how did you incorporate these two into one blend? That, that's none of your business, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so the, uh, the the wrapper, although the wrapper on both is, is Corojo, um, even on the on the rare leaf, the wrapper is Corojo. It's just the blend's not dominated by the Corojo. It's, it's got much heavier um, influence from uh, Corojo 98 from Esteli. 
Um, so, so the, uh, the, the, the wrapper is Corojo 99. Uh, the, the binders, there's a binder from each. We use double binders. So there's a binder from both the, the rare and the Supreme. And then the fillers are a mix again of their fillers. And also we added Corojo 2012 to kind of, we felt it was kind of missing something. So we brought in a, in a leaf of Corojo 2012, uh, from, from Esteli as well to, to, to balance it out. All right. And, uh, so let's talk about how folks can, uh, get their hands on this, uh, gem. It's, do you do you know? I'm not really sure. No, uh, <laughs> May, May May 10th. I know it's smoke in. Uh, they're available May 10th at smoke in. Does he send you the link yet? We got I don't know if that's gone out there yet. But well, but, uh, you know, I mean, hey, this this isn't my project, so uh, I'm just I'm just the interviewer. You're I'm supposed to prepare. You're supposed to be pre- you're supposed to be prepared for this. You know, you do all the research. <laughs> I think it's it's 12 p.m. Eastern. Smokein.com. You just you yeah. No, that's smoking.com. They'll have, they'll put the link and I'm sure they'll put out next week, uh, you know, exactly wh- where to click and everything. And, and there's uh, not May 10th, th- May 10th. There's, there's not some sort of weird star Wars thing on May 10th. Is there? Is there is May some... the 10th be with you. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Oh, oh um, Obi-10 Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Oh, that was actually pretty good, man. Terrence is fast. Uh, there's no oh, getting around. So Obi-Wan, you know, get it. Wan. Yeah. One, yeah, ten. That's well, you just ruined it, but it was good. <laughs> so uh, keep your eyes uh, peeled uh, for that particular release. That's going to be fun. We have some here um, aging in the studio. Haven't got to try it yet, but uh, I'm assuming it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm a big fan of both of those uh, releases. So I'm curious to see, Terrence, how they uh, how you melded them uh, together. I'm sure you were 100% in charge of, of that Part of the project. May 10th is Emo yeah. Terrence Day. Oh, Emo Terrence Day. That's what Chad's yeah. that, just, that just shows you they'll celebrate it even these days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. You um, have, no, you I, have, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, the, on, on, with uh, you. So you haven't smoked it yet, huh? No, I have some, but we're letting them acclimate as we do in Colorado because oh, yeah, so yeah, we are yeah, in high weird altitude. weather out there. Yeah, yeah right. That's right. Oh, no, that'll be interesting to see how it, how it smokes out there. I completely right. forgot about that. Probably better. Yeah, Steve Saka. <laughs> Steve Saka says. Um, Steve Saka swears that cigars taste terrible here. Um, I, I, I would say here. Here's what it's like, Terrence. You know how like when like an athlete wants to like become like a fast a faster runner, and he so they like tie like a parachute to their back and then they like, yeah. run like over and over and over and then they let the parachute go and then they're they're faster because they've been you know resistance they've been. They've been dealing with the resistance of the parachute. I contend to you that us cigar smokers at high altitude are kind of that way. We've got less oxygen. And so we, we have this resistance, this less oxygen. And so we're, ta- we're, we're getting the, the, we're trying to like extract the finer details of the cigar because we have less oxygen. And then when we get to altitude, you know, like lower altitude where you guys are, we're basically like an athlete that just has the parachute ripped it's boring. off. We're ready to go, man. We can taste everything. What about That's when an athlete an like takes theory. out his blood and like <laughs> and he puts it back in? Is mm. that what Lance Armstrong did? Lance Took out his blood and blood doping. Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. Cigar doping. That's what we do. <laughs> cigar In Colorado, doping. we cigar dope. Anyways. <laughs> I think uh, that's something else out there. We do the real deal. Yeah, that's here. true. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Uh, that is not the only uh, thing that you have going on, Terrence. Um, Rare Leaf Maduro 
is coming soon. Uh, let's talk about that project. Um, I heard you talk a little bit about it on Facebook, but I'm really curious to to get your thoughts on the Rare Leaf Maduro at the end of May. Yes. So the the original Rare Leaf. God's name's going on over there. Uh, the original Rare Leaf. Greatest night of our lives. <laughs> We're trying our best to make it that way. Um, <laughs> the the original Rare Leaf uh, kind of came out of the concept that. The problem with limited editions all the time is that you have a, a tobacco that you want to highlight in a blend and, you know, you, you can only use so there's only so much of it. And so you make a limited edition. Right. And so that, that way, that blend, uh, that tobacco stands out in that blend because you're, you're limiting how much you make of it. And the, the problem with that always is, of course, it's, it sells out. And, and then the retailer says, oh, yeah, I got my customer. He wants a couple more boxes. And you go, oh, well, there's no more. And then the customer is upset. The retailer is upset. The customer is looking for it in other stores that aren't his retailers. The retailer can't make his customer happy. So that's always a problem with that. And then you make you just kind of make a lot more of it. And then there's always the the trouble of maintaining the blend. And so then you have the issue of uh, it's oh it doesn't taste the same anymore. It was great the first time, and now it doesn't taste very good. So um, or it doesn't taste the same as it did the first time. And and with Rare Leaf, the idea was we would limit access to it uh, and and kind of release it. Um, slowly, uh, consistently, but slowly over time. And so um, we only have uh, about 125 to 150 retailers in the country that, that are part of our Agnorsis Select program. And, and so those retailers have access to Rare Leaf only. You can't just call in and, and, and buy Rare Leaf. Um, and that has worked out pretty well. It, it, uh, it's consistently on the shelf, more or less. Again, occasionally you get back orders for various reasons, but nothing, but nothing uh, long-term. And and then uh, the customer can come back in, buy it again and again. And a lot of times, you know, if you're a select account and there's not another select account in your area or not many, you know, you have uh, something that they can't find at the, the next guy down the street. So that uh, that system has worked really well for us. And so with the Maduro, we wanted to do a similar project. And so um, this it's and it's a totally different blend. It's not it's not it's not uh, um at, at all um, the blend that made up the, the original. And so this blend. I, what I'm excited about is that it's probably the most potent of our of our offerings, it, and with with without losing the, the elegance and and and, the, and still being refined. Um, and and I've been traveling around for the last month. We had some at uh, TPE, and basically the reaction from everyone who smokes it has been, "Oh, this is excellent." It, no, nobody's been like, "Oh yeah, this is okay. Yeah, this is pretty good," or "Yeah, it burns well." Or, you know, okay, okay, I can see how. The, like, uh, I was just in the Carolinas last week, and. And every shop that was a select account that we were, you know, uh, having them taste it for the first time, we're like, oh my god, this is excellent. And so that's always good to hear because every day somebody comes in the store and says, oh, I got the next greatest thing on earth, and you know, they, they get tired of hearing the same stories over and over again. So when people that are constantly hearing that kind of, uh, you know, uh, presentation and and still saying, oh wow, this is really something special, um, that's pretty that's pretty uh, satisfying. Well, people do uh, uh, tend to get excited about the. Uh cigars that are potent uh that is certainly a uh you know, a palate a palate cleanser uh or cleanser cleanser <laughs> a palate pleaser pleaser <laughs> cleanser pleaser a cleanser cleanser what, that? what the heck <laughs> palate cleanser. what a pl- what a cleanser you are wait, wait a minute trademark that word cleanser palate cleanser it's it's it pleases and cleanses at the same time it's a palate cleanser uh, that's mine. So just so everybody knows when that word starts getting, you know, added to the uh, dictionary in a couple years from now, it started on this show right now. Uh, real quick, Scotty, 
Um, oh, sorry, Matt. You were about to grab the mic. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, is it weird that that sounded like a normal thing to me? No, because that's <laughs> what a good word. That's what a good brand new word should sound like. Sounds like I've <laughs> it heard it sound before. like you've or heard it port, every Portmanteau or whatever. Uh, Matt, since you already have the mic, um, I'm just curious. Uh, Supreme Leaf, Rare Leaf. Where do you fall in that? Rare Leaf. In the old adjective yep, series. I'm a Rare Leaf guy. You're, you're a Rare Leaf guy. Scotty, what are you, what, are you the same? Yep, I agree fully with Matt. I'm a Rare Leaf guy. Uh, Jordan, what do Love you think? It. Are you Rare Leaf? Are you Supreme Leaf? Oof, both great. I had the new size of the Supreme Leaf the other night, and it was dynamite. But I think generally I'm a Rare Leaf guy. Yeah, I, I think I agree with everybody. Wow, I think, everyone rare leaf. Wow. I think that typically I'm a rare leaf guy, but I've had some supreme leafs that were better than and then all of that. Like, like you have. Right. I like that the very last uh, release of Supreme Leaf um, was just absolutely phenomenal. That like, to me, that was phenomenal. just a fantastic cigar. The the very last one that you guys did. Terrence, do you have a particular favorite of those or are you sort of like in between? Yeah, so I, I kind of just to echo what you said. So I would say this past Toro and the uh, Torpedo that we did. Yes, uh, that's the one. Th th those two sizes, uh, I would say I, I like more than than Rare, but in general, I, I would say I like Rare as it, you know, all things being the same. So I, like certain sizes of Supreme stand out for me um, more than others. Um, but but the the rare I would say across all sizes is, is more consistent. And rare is the Criollo dominant one, right? Yes, rare is the Criollo dominant. And also, when I say consistent, I, like one of the things that's part of the fun of of Supreme is that each size kind of becomes its own expression. I mean, it's the same blend, but it, it's by by varying the size. Uh, obviously, there's nuanced differences, and we're, and we're not trying to create the same exact experience each time. We're just using the same tobaccos um to to in that size and seeing how how it performs and it's, and it's that's part of the fun is that some people their favorite size is the corona gorda other people that's their least favorite size so um you know it just went it's just the idea of that is not to be you know with the rare leaf the toro the robusto they're supposed to smoke uh you know the same um and whereas with the with the supreme it's part of the fun is the is the variation now, uh, folks that are watching on uh, YouTube and Facebook, uh, I'd love to uh, get your thoughts on what you're smoking right now, what Aganorsi Leaf cigar you're smoking right now. I am having the Reviver. Let me look at that. Oh, God. This cigar is, oh, wow. this cigar is so I, amazingly I keep, good. I keep uh, sampling the 2018 and the 2021 back-to-back, -back and uh, you know, the, the 2018's got uh, some age on it, but I do think that 2021 is a little bit better. That 2021, you, 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 the guys at the, at the factory, I mean, I know it's the same uh, blend, but obviously, like, tobaccos are a little bit different. There's different, you know, aging and whatnot, but gosh, that 2021 is so good. Jordan, what do you got smoking tonight? I got Bye-bye! Uh, oh, yeah. Think Only Tree um, from Jordan. Uh, you guys got Agnors over there? No. I've got the Casa Fernandez Maduro. There you go. Scotty. Oh, wow. Old school. You went old school, huh? Oh, yeah. uh, I just finished mine, so I am just lighting up now uh, Dogma 10th Anniversary. There you go. So, staying with the, the dojo theme. <laughs> uh, Terrence, you got a cigar oh, just got now? awkward. Just got awkward. Yeah. You got, a, you got one going <laughs> well, now. you know, I smoke so too I, fast. I, I, I finished yours already, Terrence. I, I, you could have said shit? that. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, lie. You should, yeah, you should. I'm like, here's what I'm lighting now. I finished yours. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to light up as soon as the show is over and uh, go on to the dojo, the Rare Fusion. Right oh, look at that. Look at that beautiful band. 
Look at that. Let's take a good close look. You got a good oh, focus going. Move it the other way. Too. Yeah. The other Move it in front of your face. There we there go. There we go. go. Oh, look Move it in front of your face so he can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> so much better. Terrence, um, you've been in a uh, two, three year rebranding uh, sort of phase. Um, is, evolution. Is it, it, Are you finding evolution, yourself? Um, it's, it seems like you're, you know, you finally maybe covered pretty much everything is there more to do um in no, the rebranding much more to do no, really where, do. where are you gonna yeah, go from I, here I, oh well again some of it is 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 the less kind of sexy stuff it's more like tie like subtly tying in like jfr and the lunatic lines into okay. the agonorsa portfolio so it's identifiable but again because those brands kind of have their own identity and do really well uh on their own um you, th that has to be more subtly done so it's you know the logos incorporated into the boxes and things like that You're, if you start seeing jfr boxes uh now there's there's more or lunatic boxes uh you see more uh agonorsa branding uh, on there um just to you know make sure that everybody knows it's the same company so when it's on the shelf you get the impression of oh wow this is all from agonorsa um and then also there's still things that have to be done with uh there's still, you know, some like, you know, the Arsenio uh, that we, we haven't you know, rebranded yet. Um, there's the, the, the Casa Fernandez Miami. Would you ever make a Miami cigar again? So, then, so there's still stuff that's out there that, that we want to do. But yeah, I would say that definitely in the past year, we really, uh, between validation and anniversario and, and, and some of those lines, um, we, we really kind of created the look that we've been trying to develop. And uh, I, th I think I think that part is really in place now. And everything else is more kind of, you know, just moving pieces around a little bit. And that's a, the main the main portion of it has been completed. Uh, Terrence, how would you describe your uh, journey uh, with Casa Fernandez and then turns into Aganorsa Leaf? Um, it, it seems to me like an incredible journey because it, you know, all along, everybody's known how good the tobacco is coming out of this factory, uh, once known as Tabsa, now Aganorsa Leaf, and and then you you got involved, and then the rebranding, and then you you started your the group, the Aganorsa Acolytes. Like it seems like an amazing journey. Like to me, just from an outside perspective, because I'm not involved like you are, but from an outsider's perspective, um. You know, Cas Fernandez was always um, like a brand that I was aware of, um, but it wasn't really on my radar. But Agonorsa is is on my radar now, and in large part to your efforts and all of the various things that you've done as far as social media is concerned and as far as um, rebranding is concerned and just sort of like pulling it all together as a unit. But can you just describe How do you do it? the last three years of the journey from when it's, you started? It's five years, by the way. Five wow, years. Wow, five years. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, time Should flies. we get Randy here to check that? Yeah, Randy. Yeah, get Randy. Yeah, Randy. I, I don't believe Let it. Him out I, think of the I think you're wrong <laughs> on that. I think it's been I, six I, years. I, I, I imagine him like in Pulp Fiction, you know, you go, go, you know, you go in the back and pull him out of a box, you know? <laughs> what was that anyway name? what was that thing's yeah. name <laughs> yeah 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 get, get the what was it what did they say anyway <laughs> we're, we're, go, we're going down the wrong path here it was a wonderful question that I digress. Uh, so, so no it's been really the rewarding gimp. it's been <laughs> the gimp thank you yes, yes, yes. thank you uh, that, that, that's poor randy sorry randy i didn't mean to you know compare you to that um 
but no, it's been really rewarding. It's been a, it's been a great, uh, um, experience. And, uh, again, I feel very blessed. Uh, you know, I'm always, uh, you know, in debt to people were willing to kind of give us a chance and listen to me and work with me and, and see where it went. And you guys are a great example of that. I mean, I joined in December 1st of 2017 and, uh, and in May of 2018, we had uh, we had a reviver, you know, and so that was uh, one project that definitely kind of uh, put, put us on the map with a lot of people, brought attention to a lot of people. It was an amazing project. I mean, we started that almost as soon as I started with the company. So, uh, you guys, you guys gave me a chance. Uh, I, you know, again, so many, diff- you know, I, I could name. I spend all night naming people, so I won't go on and on. But but so many people gave me an opportunity to work with them, and uh, whether that be reps that we hired or or retailers that hadn't had the line or hadn't had success potentially with in the past or have or had it and it never, you know, it was kind of steady and it hadn't really increased or, or whatever it is. And, and just a- allowed us to work together and come up with projects and concepts that, um, you know, uh, have been well received. And, and that's really what, what we're trying to do. And, and that's, that's a team effort. That's, I, I, I'm, I'm so thankful to, to everybody, you know, that that's been a part of that from the reps, from our office staff, to the guys in the factory, to you guys, everybody, I mean, it takes everybody to do it. And, uh, and so it's, it's really a testament to when, when you all work together, like what can happen. Now, uh, before we go to commercial, I do want to, uh, I want to talk just uh, real quick about one, uh, brand that's not, uh, an Agonor Salif brand, but it comes out of the factory. And, um, I mean, everybody's familiar with, some of the great stuff that comes out of Aganor Salif, right? Uh, sure. A lot of Luzioni stuff, a lot of foundation stuff. Um, but Terrence, earlier you were talking about like a full-bodied uh, cigar in the Maduro uh, Rare Leaf. and But the Black Star Line Lollibella, um, that is a cigar that it, it, if, if, you, if you had no clue that it was made um, – at Aganor Salif, you'd you'd never know because it is the most full-bodied cigar. I think one of the most full-bodied cigars. I mean, maybe Skip has uh, with Romacraft has a couple that are that kind of uh, you know are in that same ballpark. But that Lollibella, that is a cigar that he must have just said, "Man, just give me, just give me the most of every possible thing." Eric Bay at Black Star Line, that cigar is an absolute banger of a cigar, and you would never know that it came out of Agonorsa Leaf because it's just so powerful. Yeah, that's definitely a good example of of our, our capacity to do stuff that's really strong. That's generally not been. Uh, for our own portfolio, kind of the, the the profile range, and even with with uh, rare, rare leaf reserve, it's it's not it's not like Lollibella. Lollibella is really like oh, so you want to challenge yourself? Well, here we go. <laughs> uh, and and again, that's that's Eric, like that's goes to Eric's you know, Eric's taste. That was his concept. Was his, so all the credit for that goes to him. Just like I mean, uh, I know like some of the projects we've done for Viaje have been super strong. Um, you know, so again, it was always possible. It's not like this is the first time we've ever done anything like this. I, I, for the first time for the Aganort, for our proprietary brands, I don't think we've had anything, uh, this strong, but also still very balanced, a very, yeah, like very, very nuanced. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, and so, and like I said, the best thing is, is nobody cares what I think anyway. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, when you, when you, when you're with a retailer and you hand it to them and you just smoke it and, and they go, again, consistently one after the next door, after the next door says, man, this is really good, man. This is going to be a hit. I, I think this is great. So that's really where, you know, you have something is when yeah. they tell you, you know, rather than me telling them. Yeah. I really, I really see Eric, um, Bay as a, uh, emerging star in the industry. He seems to have a, a good feel for, um, 
you know, where good tobacco comes from and what it, what good blends are. And he's a likable guy and he's engaging. And, uh, that's really, it seems sort of seems like almost everybody, um, in your guys's portfolio that comes out of that factory is, is similar in that regard. Like, um, so, so much great stuff comes out of there. It's, it, it really is a testament to the factory and to the guys that are down at the factory and, and making good stuff. Um, all right, let's get to the commercial folks, by the way, uh, before we get too far into this, please like share, uh, subscribe to the show. It really does, uh, make a difference for us. Um, even if you don't listen to this show, Jeez, with your white shirt, you can't even see these graphics. I know. I, it's, it's, it's my Agonorsa. It's my it's, Agonorsa. Oh, there we go. Finally, yeah. we can see that. Yeah. Sorry. The sombrero is blotting it out. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I had see to, what you're doing. I had, to, I, had to, I had to pimp the product. Um, what was I saying? Oh. Give us five stars. Give us no. give us all the likes. If, if you don't listen to this show on Apple Podcasts, still go subscribe anyways. Um, Helps with the algorithms, people. The algorithms. Because we're going to be talking about some... Uh, some technical algorithms <laughs> after the break, um, which you, I think you guys are going to enjoy. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo y Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, Agonorsa Leaf, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stack up on your favorite cigars today at JR Cigars. We couldn't do this without JR Cigars, Jordan. We could not. No. We would, no, what would we be doing? Uh, just watching hockey, probably. We'd probably just be watching hockey if it wasn't for JR Cigars. This is episode 376 of Smoke Night Live. We are chatting with none other than one of our best friends in the industry, one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet, Terrence Riley of Agonorsa Leaf. Terrence, thank you for uh, joining us on this. Greatest night of our lives. Friday night, my friend. Greatest night of our lives. Greatest night of our lives. Now, Terrence, there's there's this emerging debate about AI. Artificial intelligence. Is it real? No, we know it's real. <laughs> um, but there's some people that say like we should just put a, a stop on it. It's just it's it's happening so fast. It's going so quickly that we don't even know how to control it. What are your thoughts, Terrence, on AI? Where are we? Are we? Is this a? Are we in danger of losing our humanity over this? Yes. <laughs> oh God. That's it. That's yeah. that's, that's all you got. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's pretty. I th- I think it's one of those things where there's like an evolutionary theory called like punctuated equilibrium, where you know you think of evolution and you think of like the giraffe had a short neck and then it like ate the ones with a slightly taller neck. It had more leaves and that one grew and then there's a little bit more and there's a little bit more and over time the giraffe had a long neck and there's a theory that basically like change happens very rapidly and like things are kind of the same all, you know, for a long time. And suddenly there's like a, a, a mutation or alteration. And then that like just snaps everything forward. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, how I think for like totally uneducated opinion on this uh, with AI, I think it's just going to snap forward so quickly. Uh, it's going to be very hard 
to, mm. to, to process, uh, you know, or to deal with the consequences of it. You know, I mean, Joe Rogan had like a show that was made up. It wasn't him. And like, you couldn't tell the difference. I mean, how, how are you going to have authenticity in terms of like, is it, did that person really say that? Or is that plug, plugged into something? And, NFTs, so, uh, that's how, baby. NFTs, baby. There's also, there's also the a thing. NFTs uh, will be, will prove authenticity <laughs> on real, on real, content i'm telling you there's a, there's also a thing called haldane's dilemma that sort of like um puts a major kink in a equal equally uh, what was it equilibrium? Uh, yeah punctuated yeah that uh anyways you look into haldane's dilemma it's really interesting uh but anyways terrence we decided a few years a few months ago we did a, a show on ai and we had um some of the various cigar um industry guys and we re-envisioned them uh, based on AI. And, um, so tonight we decided you were in there. Let, yeah, you were in there. Yeah, um, was. yeah. AI was brilliant by the way. Apparently is a fan of mine. So maybe, right. maybe AI is not so bad. <laughs> um, they were very generous with their impression of me. I can tell you. So now Jordan, we'll keep to, it PG Darren. tonight, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan has done, he's put together something and, and, and myself and Terrence and Scott and Matt, we are unaware of what uh, Jordan has put together. So, Jordan, what are so, we what are we about to experience? So, I, th I thought we would do a little different uh, spin on the way we did it before. Uh, the way we did it before was just we showed you a, a, a preview and then like what AI did to it. Uh, with this concept, we're going to go more in the in in the realm of I'm going to show you the AI and you guys have to guess what prompt I used to create it. What what did I what did I put in to get the output? Mm, and so these are all Terrence. Is that right? <laughs> They're all Terrence. They're all Terrence. Um, so what do we call this segment, Jordan? It is Terrence according to AI. I got to stop agreeing to come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that image there, Terrence? Yeah. I told you, I look like uh, Schwarzenegger you know, towards the end of Terminator 2 when T-1000 is tuning him up. <laughs> All right, that music's way too loud. Um, all right, so uh, let's get this rolling, Jordan. Uh, so with the idea, Terrence, is Jordan's going to show an image, and then you and me and Scott and Matt, we will try to determine uh, what, what, what he what, told it, what yeah. we told, what what Jordan told it. <laughs> all right, are you ready, Jordan? All right, here we go. First one. Oh, <laughs> God, that's amazing. Look at Cinco that. Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de, Cinco de Mayo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look that, at that. That's that incredible. That one's too good. That, wait, wait, put, like that it, put that back up. AI just had a field day with this one. I, <laughs> that, look at his face. It's perfect. It's literally <laughs> perfect. <laughs> now, that might not be as good as my sombrero. Scotty, is that close to your sombrero? No. No, no. I, it definitely is closer to how my sombrero looked after I wore it for like three straight years. Listen, but. you can say whatever you want about me, but don't talk about my sombrero, please. <laughs> right. I was going to say leave, leave the like sombrero Cinco out of de Yellowstone is what that was. That was like this weird like mesh. <laughs> All right. So there we There's go. That's Terrence on Cinco uh, de Mayo. I think that's. Good Lord. I, I think that one. I don't We should just stop right now. Because <laughs> what was I doing? Rustling cattle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. What's the shirt he's got? There? I don't know what that shirt says, but just Spanish yeah. stuff, probably. Yeah. This, yeah. this you know, AI stuff. <laughs> AI stuff. Next up, All right, we next have. Up. Right, let's see what Terrence thinks. Oh. <laughs> St. Terrence of Agnorsa. There we yes. go. 
St. Terrence of Aganorsa. Is that right? I look a little bit creepier that in this. The last correct. one was, was suave and, you know, this one I kind of look like I got some issues. I got you some kind of look like you don't quite know what's going on a What bit. did you do to earn some? I kind of look like, I look like Eli Sunday and, uh, and there will be blood. Huh? I, I, I think based on that picture, the Catholic Church would definitely look into him. That's yeah, yeah, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get the frocks. <laughs> you look like a young Fred Rui a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. I can see a little Fred in a, there. A, a young defrocked Fred Rui. <laughs> now, here, things might start getting a little more weird here. Uh oh. Oh, uh, God. We got to, more uh, weird. Oh. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we have to have that. Although, get, you know, don't make Terrence angry. You wouldn't like to see him. With, I, I look like I'm, I'm taking some good juice there. Some good, I don't know what's you like. I, I think in the image I used, you were holding a beer, so I like tried to throw that in there, but <laughs> I'm not even holding it. It's like it's like on my wrist. Yeah, it's like, it's like my super to your wrist. I, I think a lot of people might not not uh, understand that. Is we had a show with Terrence where we tried to make him mad like the Hulk to see if you he can't would, make him mad. You just can't make Terrence mad. And so we were thinking, like maybe, maybe he's like the Hulk inside, and like maybe we could. We tried to make you mad the whole episode. And you, and yeah, but the, the Hulk was getting he was getting mad all the time. Everywhere he went, new town, new people. Everywhere you know, he was mad every week. I think <laughs> that, he, he had he had anger issues. He he needed counseling. I think if the yeah. well, the Hulk had counseling, maybe it, you know, yeah. it wouldn't have worked that. Yeah, way. he was always like, "Oh, people are coming after me and abusing me, and I get mad." It's like, yeah, man, maybe it's you. Maybe you, you're the problem. <laughs> you're the common denominator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah did the AI do a good job, or did it make your muscles look a little less swollen? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no. I, I would say it was it was uh, fair. I, I, it, it, did, it, it, it wasn't unre it wasn't unreasonable. Yeah. See, I was going more like St. Terrence of the HGH supplements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. St. Terrence of Wistral. Yeah, right. I like how it's got a Hulk image in the background. Like, that's what you're aspiring to be. St. <laughs> Terrence of stem cell research. <laughs> All right, let's see what's right. next. Let's take a look here. Oh. <laughs> what the heck is that? I don't even know. This one's a little harder to figure out. Mm. <laughs> okay, wait. Show that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show that again. Yeah, Jordan. show that again. Yeah, yeah. Leave that up there. Uh, what do you think, Terrence? God Joel, amongst Joel, men. Joel, Joel Osteen. My Joel. Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence at the last official Munchkin convention. <laughs> oh. oh well, of course. Wow. It, there's like a uh, there's like a uh, tent above him. Is that a clue? He's yes. being I, I think I'm holding into the lollipop gill. Mm, but he's that's what it so is. So tall. I don't know, Terrence. What do you think? What was the prompt Jordan used? Yeah, I'm, I was just a freak. <laughs> Terrence, the freak. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, freak show. Uh, <laughs> freak side, show, Terrence. Side show. The normal people. Uh, world's tallest man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the tall man at the carnival. I can see that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that, I don't a couple know. of those people. Yeah, I don't like some of the expressions of some of these people. <laughs> like, look at this. Look at this how how tall yeah. are you, Terrence? Give us a uh, uh, six six. Mm. Not the world's tallest man, but it's close. Nah. What was the world's tallest man? Do you get? You, oh, you guys he, remember? He was like eight feet tall or something. Or something. Do you remember like when ridiculous. you were a kid and you're looking at like, um, you know, the Guinness Book of World Records? There was always that one guy. He was like super tall guy. I can't think of his yeah. name, but. Yeah. I think, All right. 
What's next? He was in that movie. Wasn't he in that movie with Billy Billy Crystal? No, My giant. Oh, you're talking about. Uh, uh, look at the expression it put on your face, though. Like, he kind of dumbed you down a little bit, too. Yeah, he does look like a circus freak a little bit. <laughs> well, the suit <laughs> doesn't The suit bit, doesn't help. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> the right. suit doesn't help. There we go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes Terrence... Show, show, show me Terrence giving up on life. Yes! Yes. See, I was going to say Dade County Terrence, but that Dade, was just me. <laughs> Florida man Terrence. Yeah. Like there's sometimes Terrence that you post pictures where you're a, a slightly disheveled. This is like, yes. you know, like full on Let myself go. You just, you just let yourself disheveled, go. Disheveled in like a uh, hundred pounds more. <laughs> yeah, you guys are 300 pounds. Track. He's holding his cigar the opposite way. Don't That's move. a cigar? Yeah, you're holding it the wrong way, and then, like, I don't know what the other, the pack of... Well, he's probably had, like, you know, like... Di di diabetes, Terrence? I he's don't probably know. had, like, a couple of Old English-style, you know, liters of beer. Oh, yeah. Well, I point. love how he's, like, holding the cigar in his one hand, and in the other hand, he has what looks to be the, like, latest lunatic release. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, somehow, still finds time to shave the chest. Oh. Let me see. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Keeping it Not clean. Face, yeah, though. you guys are on the right track. This is uh, this is fat homeless Terrence. Fat homeless Terrence. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So if you ever John, wanted to know, that's what he looks like. If you ever wanted to know what he's, what he's look Terrence like. with a six second sense of desperation in his life. <laughs> this, this is this is after the 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 Agonorsa leaf people say, all right, enough, enough rebranding. You're fired. Enough validation. <laughs> fat leaf. The face is pretty good. Yeah. More validation. All right. Oh, I know this one instantly. Oh, you Terrence. do? Yeah, I know this instantly. Come on, Terrence. You got Burger it. King? <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Look at the landscape. Look at the colors. Yeah, there, there's rock. There's Look mountains. at the crown. Why am I there twice? There we go. Terrence, come the on. The shirt is throwing me off. The shirt's throwing me. I can't now. I can't see it because all we're on the screen again. I sent you a shirt. Oh, Switzerland, Terrence. Yes, King of. Why am I the King? Oh, I King of Switzerland. King of Switzerland. Every debate yeah. that's ever now, gone on around here. Now you guys got to explain this one. All right, obviously. so so me and Terrence get into these debates all the time. We're usually political, and then Terrence gets mad at me and he says, "Eric, you got to be more." Like Switzerland, like stay out of it. Don't get in. Don't get in. The, and yeah. then in the meantime, Terrence is like debating, like to the you know, to the teeth. Like he's like literally like fighting me. Basically, and Terrence is not like Switzerland at all. You know, he's definitely that's not. That's what he wants you he, to be like. He wants I mean, me because yeah, if you're like Switzerland, it's you're an easy target. Like, yeah, he can just attack. He, he wants me to be Switzerland. He doesn't want to be Switzerland. But here he is. Look at him. There I am. <laughs> Shows what you know. Why am I holding a demon in my hands? <laughs> That's what they do there. <laughs> That's what they do. It does, it does look like that, doesn't it? <laughs> that, 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 other than the mountains, there, there's nothing almost indicative of Switzerland. I got a crown and a demon. Like it has nothing to do. Like, I just, I just knew based on the colors. Oh come on, as the soon colors. As I saw the colors. I and, and the Alps. Come on, the Alps. Yeah. All right. Swiss Alps. All right. What's next, Jordan? Oh. <laughs> Ha ha ha!
I'm so explain, so explain to the audio, wait, wait, the, no, audio listen, wait, the podcast wait. audio listeners what we got going on so, here. There's too many. There's too many inside jokes in this. Like we have to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so Terrence in this picture. If by the way, if you're if you're listening on podcast, this much. Terrence is holding a beautiful looking. Philly cheesesteak. That doesn't look beautiful. That I, I want. I want Coop's opinion if that's a, a Philly cheesesteak. I, I was going to say certainly... that that, that cheesesteak yeah. would cause a lot of gruff just mm. in the fact that it doesn't look like a cheesesteak. Yeah, the slices beautiful are, are way too thick, delicious, right? but it's not mm. a cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, put, it's you a put nice... that in on social media, and somebody's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, that's you, not a cheesesteak. You got to go to John's Pork yeah, Roast. It's pretty yeah, accurate, yeah. right? Have you ever been to John's Park Roast? Your eye? I'm so sorry, but Terrence, can we can we at least admit at this stage of our lives that that picture that you posted? What was the, we know the date? What was the date? It was like it was no, like five years ago. It was like November. Yeah, it was in November. And Terrence, Jack still posts the anniversary of it every year. Terrence posted a picture of a cheesesteak that looks like a gorilla vagina. It, it was <laughs> it was the most it was the most unappetizing. It was the most unappetizing. <laughs> even it certainly Terrence, is now. Terrence, said that. Even if that cheesesteak was good that the, you had that day, the picture was horrific. I mean, I think I think we can all that cheesesteak so, no, was not if, good. Come on. If I could just give some some context to all this, yeah, is that like I uh, I was I was in uh, I was in Philly. And this and this this guy Ryan, he's like, hey, let's let's go over to this uh, great cheesesteak place, Steve's. We're gonna go there. It's one of the it's, again. Everyone says the place is the best, and then everyone else tells you that place sucks. And there's some other place going. Right. But he's like, ah, it's this is you know. He said it was one of the best places. So I was kind of excited about that. And I remember I just wanted to take a picture that I was there. Oh yeah, this is a you know <laughs> a, a, a famous place, I guess, and it's a cheesesteak. And and I, and I remember taking it, being like, man, the light in here is so bad. And I take the picture, but I, I just wanted to post that I had a cheesesteak there, and I didn't realize that the cheesesteak is worshipped in a way that almost no deity is yes. among the, the 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 greater population of Philadelphia, because it caused a level of of uproar that yes. I haven't seen. In, 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 in many a year, Terrence, and, and, uh, who? I, Terrence, I, I don't think the lighting is what did it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit of everything, right? No, so George, there's I'm a not, lot of factors. Listen, you originally called it out as like how bad it was, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, you had to have started that. Thing. I, 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 I instantly called that out, and then Jack um, and, and yeah. jumped on it, and was and he did a brilliant job of of, and then since then it's become legendary. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. literally a holiday. Uh, that we worship every year, um, and we Can celebrate. I just note that this is a monumentous episode because <laughs> I have known you for what going on five years, Eric, and that is the first time I have ever heard you say "gorilla vagina." <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's something we have to mark this occasion. Harambe, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta San Diego. Anyways, uh, so Jordan, what was the uh, prompt that you put into? Oh, so well, uh, this is a uh, cheesesteak enthusiast. Terrence as a cheesesteak enthusiast. Mm. Yeah. Right. Watch you put put that out there on Facebook or go Terrence uh, AI cheesesteak enthusiast, and you're going to see the rabid mob go. That's not a cheesesteak. Even <laughs> yeah. AI can't make him make a cheesesteak. Ah, <laughs> it should be a John's pork roast or whatever. Yeah. That's <laughs> So, so this next one I didn't know was a thing. I I I, I just put it in and 
Apparently, it's the thing that everyone's been wanting to see this entire episode. Oh. And it is something like this. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This Emo Terrence. Emo Terrence. This one's for uh, Zane and Chad. Um, Chad, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Wow. Look at that. If he was, if he was, look how he's holding that cigar. Like if he was seventeen, most emo way to hold a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Is it even a cigar? If he was, yeah, it looks like uh, a tubo or something. You know? If he was seventeen and hated himself and wanted to slash his wrists, like this is. I look like smoke. the guy from like uh, the bittersweet sympathy, the verb. Yeah, it's a bittersweet. Is that he's got a wedding ring on in a emo picture no emo mm. has ever been married ever oh uh, yeah Show, shows you shows you what shows you what ai knows <laughs> wow matt you really picked up on that <laughs> yeah there's a lot to find in this yeah, a lot of easter eggs going on here fantastic jordan is that the last one no oh. there's one more there's one more ladies and gentlemen uh-huh. uh oh and terrence, thank god i thought this was over for a second terrence according to ai <laughs> um, the last one is <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, Terrence. What are you saying there? Like, dojo! <laughs> I must be. That doesn't even look like me. That looks like, like again, you know how some combinations don't match? It looks like they meshed me with Tom Brady and it yes. turned out to a guy that looks like, like his best days are behind him. <laughs> Terrence Brady. Terrence Brady. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we don't we don't mix well. God, look a, at that. He is a great man. Don't jump! I I think I think uh, as yeah, you, as you're you, both great men. Yeah, this is the greatest night of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest night of your lives. <laughs> All right, Terrence. I think you nailed that one. That's um, Jordan. What would you, what'd so you put I in? So I actually put in uh, Terrence as the New England Patriots quarterback, and mm. I think it just it just clued into Tom Brady and just mashed you up. It did its thing, you know. I just wanted you to yeah. be the quarterback, but like they had a. I, I look like Tom Brady's unsuccessful brother that like goes to the games and <laughs> it's like like it's like Patrick Mahomes Mahomes brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that I, is like, like Jimmy this, Brady. This guy was in, That's what that he, he was. Is. He was in the remedial classes. Like he wasn't good at sports. You know, that was the younger brother that rode the short bus. <laughs> Originally, I had you. I, I tried to tell the AI to make you as Tom Brady's son, and like you're holding his hand, and you're like a little boy, and it is it was pretty weird. So I'm not. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't share. Yeah, thank that. you. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's keep let's keep it g-rated guys PG at least uh yeah, by the way terrence you have to admit as much as we uh you know i i acknowledge at this point tom brady greatest quarterback of, of all time i have human, to human of all time you know but the whole kissing his his son thing it was a little weird listen i'm not going to judge a great man you know i'm not going to put you know who am i to say anything it's like it's like kind of like tiger woods's dad everyone's always knocking tiger woods's dad Tiger Woods' dad created Tiger Woods. And he, 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 what have you created? You know, like oh, these people, they bring him out of the woodwork and it's like some girl he dated in high school and they're like, oh, you know, his dad was uh, terrible. It's like, I don't know. It seemed to work out pretty well for him. It seems to done pretty well for himself, you know. Uh, he, he looks like he's doing okay to me. I mean, I know a lot of people way worse off than Tiger Woods. So he's my dad yeah. on the lips. Now that, my friends, is Terrence according to AI. So, uh... 
Hope you enjoyed this. It's the answer to the question you never wanted to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know. Uh, Terrence, um, let's talk about the future. Um, Perfect. Bring it on. I know. uh, Real quick, I just got to ask you. um, uh, PCA is moving to spring in 2024. Uh, I've asked all of our guests this recently. um, But I just got to know your thoughts. What do you think about that? Our biggest trade show of the year goes from... July in 2023 to March in 2024 thoughts. Boom. I think it's great. I think it's great. I mean, I think the only issue will be the adjustment of like people kind of in their heads think of the trade show being in the summer. So like in terms of planning things, plus you have the factory shut down mid December to early January. So you will just have to be kind of a little bit on top of things to make sure stuff is in time for the show. But I think it's great. I mean, Vegas, and I always say in, in Florida, when it's hot, you want to die. When it's hot in Vegas, you could actually die. I mean, it's it's, it's horrible. I mean, it's like the worst place on earth to be. So, like, I'd I'd much rather be uh, in Vegas in spring than I would be in uh, in the middle of the summer when it's 120 degrees outside, even at nighttime. Now, there's also been talk about after 2024 moving it to a new city. Uh, is there a place that you think uh, would be a good place to go other than uh, Las Vegas? Miami. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it could be here for various reasons, but it, it would be great if it were in Miami. I mean, everyone's based here for the most part. Uh, it would be, you know, everyone's familiar with the area and you could, you could do a lot of cool stuff, I think, if it, if it were, if it were, or somewhere, you know, in Dade County or somewhere. Um, but, you know, that would be that would be the only one. The, the problem is, is that there's not that many places I can think of that you could really even have it. I've heard they've talked about Tampa. That would be a good one. I wouldn't mind Tampa. Yeah. Um, but having the facility and being able to smoke, you know, I give those guys a lot of credit. They've got a lot of, you know, pieces to right. that have to be checked off to make sure that you can have it. So there's not too many places left you can check all those boxes. You wouldn't catch me dead in Dade County. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Terrence, um, last question on PCA. Um, uh, we know for sure now General is coming back in the form of um, Forge Cigar Company. Uh in the Alec Bradley booth. Now that they've acquired Alec Bradley, uh, we've heard Altidus is coming back. Uh, we've heard Drew Estate is coming back. How does that affect a brand such as yours? Uh, the big guys coming back to PCA, is that a positive? Is it a negative? What do you think? I think for industry, it's positive. Definitely. I think everyone should you know, be in this. It's not that big an industry really. And those are obviously very important players in the industry and having them there, I think is, is a benefit, uh, you know, for certainly for the long term. Um, and uh, in terms of us, I mean, again, we try to look at it as we've got to give people a reason to take time out of their busy schedule to come see us. And that's on us. And, you know, whoever else is there, you know, we have really no control over that. We just have to put together products and get excitement going and, and some buzz and make sure that, you know, out of all the booths they visit, they make sure they take time to come see us. Um, all right, Terrence. So uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, is there some places that you're going to be visiting soon that folks can uh, look for you? Um, uh, yes. Visiting events and such in the upcoming days and months? Yeah, I'll be, uh, you know, and again, it's always good to follow uh, Facebook and Instagram, Agonorsleaf, because we always post this stuff. I'll be in Nebraska uh, next week uh, at Nickelby's uh, with my buddy Tim Vanderpool. And, uh, and then I'll be in Kansas and Iowa, too. Um, and then uh, I'll be the third week of May or fourth week of May, the week leading into uh, Memorial Day. I'll be in Arizona, um, so I'll be out there. And then, and then in June I'll be up in uh, 
PA and Massachusetts, New England, upstate New York, and I'll be at Invented Rockies uh, up in Syracuse. And then I've got some other stuff going on in, I think, New Hampshire. So the best way is just to stay on our page and, and, and hopefully show up at an event. You know, and what, you know, just to mention, like, dojo people always show up at events. It's amazing. Like I was just at uh, Boda Pipes in uh, this is South the Carolina. Night of our lives. <laughs> you're, you're ruining my flow here with that. Boda Pipes in South Carolina, and uh, yeah, there's a dojo guy there. I mean, I, I can't like Houston dojo people, uh, the West Coast dojo people. Everywhere I go, there's like a bunch of dojo guys that that are there. And sometimes it's you know intentional, like they show up for the event, like like uh, like when we do the Brothers Craft Growing event up there. But other times they, they just oh yeah, I heard you were in the area, and this is my local shop, and and they come out. So that's one of the coolest things about dojo is that they're they're always coming out to support. Uh, real last uh, last thought, Terrence. Um, uh, recently on um, social media, you've been posting some really cool videos uh, about you know just you know simple cigar stuff like how how you should lay your cigar down when it's done, like as, as as opposed to like smashing it in the ashtray, you know, gently put it on the ashtray and just let it die. And then there was another one you talked about how to ash your cigar um, instead of smacking it on the ashtray, like tapping it. You talked about how you, you know, easily, you know, kind of rotate it in to the ashtray. I like these videos because I think what we forget, um, Terrence, as, as guys that are like super into it, like we are, and like we live this life, like every day is cigars for us. Like every day we're like, you know, we're in tune to every single press release. We're in tune to every single release, but the vast majority of cigar smokers, Terrence, uh, they're not, they're just into cigar smoking. They just enjoy it. And so it's really nice to have some sort of like guidance on just some of the more simple topics on cigar smoking. And you've been covering some of those on social media. And I, I personally appreciate those, um, so talk a little bit about that real before we sign off tonight. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, there's two things that kind of came out of this one, uh, uh, law from Republic of debauchery. He helped film these. And exactly like you said, there's a lot of people that they don't want to ask in a, in a store, how to, how to cut a cigar, how to light a cigar. Um, you know, and, but they want to know. So they'll, they'll, that's, those are the most searched terms, you know, they, they, they look up that kind of stuff. Um, and, and we've seen, We've had super high uh, views on those types of posts because people repost them for their customers and, and things like that. Um, so it's been super successful that way. And that was his idea to, to do that. And then the second thing it's proven is that literally everything on the Internet is controversial. Everything. Mm, like right. I thought the smashing the cigar out, if there's one thing, like I've never seen anybody ever do that that knows anything about cigars ever like i in, in my whole life and, and anytime i've ever seen somebody do that and you say hey man you really you can tell it's like oh they just didn't know and they're like oh okay i didn't realize that or whatever like they never been like i was taught to put it out this way and then the arguments like I, there was a comments that got to had to get deleted and stuff like this where this guy's like you can you can put out a cigar however you want it's like <laughs> you know, yeah all right buddy you know whatever you do, you do you i'm just saying it's like generally you know not you know consider it's considered a little uncouth to do it that way you know but uh, and then and then some Somebody was like, if you leave it on the ashtray, it's, you know, somebody's going to have to uh, throw it away out for you. That's the, you're, that's disgusting. Or it's, you know, you're making somebody else do the work for you. And it was like, nah, just, you know, just let it go off and just push it in the ashtray. Yeah. I don't know how it was so controversial. I swear. It was it, it, like, there's so many comments with upset people or ash. I've been tapping my cigar for years. I've never had any problem. You know, All right. Whatever. You know? So, uh, so uh, for both those things, one is exactly that a lot of people, you know, uh, want to learn that stuff without having to ask. And, and that was why we did it and uh, hopefully reach a new population of, of people out there. And then, uh, and then two, uh, you know, there's nothing you can say that somebody won't argue with you about. On 
Well, and the truth be told is if you're going to, if you're going to get into the hobby of the lifestyle of cigars, um, it's good to sort of, even if you've never heard of that, like I, I am on this big kick Terrence where I feel like unless you're going to send cigars to other guys or whatever, um, you should go ahead and I, I used to say like cellos on or off. Like it doesn't matter, like whatever you want to do. Now I'm a big cello off guy because I feel like, um, the, the, the aromas, the oils, the smells, um, if you take your cellos off and you put them in a humidor, those, instead of going into the cello, making a crazy yellow cello, those are going to go into the other cigars. And you, and I agree like that, that you're making a good point in that, like some guys are like, ah, oh, like, how could you ever say that? I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm a hundred percent right. I'm just saying in my yeah. experience, yeah. in my experience, like that's a good thing to do because it does help the flavor of possibly all the other cigars in your humidor. Right? And, and why are you mad? Like, fun, yeah. okay, don't do it that way. Like, why are you mad about it? Like, why are you mad that I do it? You know, <laughs> that is the weird thing. If you ever post some sort of guide, we've, going back till like the beginning of Cigar Dojo, if we ever post a guide like that, guys get mad as if you're saying like, you if you don't do it this way, like you know, there's something you're wrong. You're a terrible with you. person. Like, yeah, 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 you, yeah, of course you can do it however you want, but like. You know, there is some sort of an etiquette to the way this hobby works and <laughs> nothing wrong with like learning about the hobby that you're doing. I don't think. Yeah. Well, another thing it shows that no matter how weird you are, you're not unique. <laughs> There's a lot of other people out there that are just as wacky as you are. So, that, you know, I guess that's somewhat reassuring, you know, for a lot of people out there because it's not like there's one comment. It's always like, a, a, you know. People come out of the woodwork, and again, like I, the, the the nubbing. Some of the ones, like oh, like we use the straight cut, or like for the lighting, we said if you, again, if you're starting for the first time and you haven't had a cigar, really, a single flame torch is is probably the easiest to kind of control and use. Uh, you know, uh, either a soft flame or a match is going to be difficult. You know, if you've never done it before, and then a, a, a bigger torch, you're probably going to you know roast the cigar too much. And, and uh, you know, so that one was a little bit, I guess you could make some argument that, well, there's better ways to do it or whatever. But like the, the, the you know, jamming the cigar out, I could not believe how like how many people were like, were, like so upset about that. Like, uh, like <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Right. In the, in the yeah. famous world, in the famous words of Michael Herklotz, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right terrence i want to thank you uh so much for uh joining us on this friday night guys if you're on the dojo verse get your agon tonight is agonorsa leaf night man oh, get, yeah. pull pull them out of your humidor smoke them that's what cigars are for um enjoy a agonorsa leaf with us the rest of the night do some now playing terrence thank you so much for joining us on this uh cinco de mayo my friend can we ask terrence yeah. one more thing yeah uh, Chad wants to know when validation vacation is going to happen in Nicaragua. Yeah, this so, so dojo. We take a bunch of dojo guys to Agonor Salif validation vacation. Oh, I it's love. I like that. Name. I like that alliteration. It's brilliant, Terrence. Yeah. Make it happen. What's what, what, well? I can't do it alone, guys. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it alone. I need help. We're, oh, we'll help. We're, we're here, here for, for you. you. We're here for you. <laughs> uh, Terrence, no, thank you so much, man, for uh, taking the time on a Friday night, brother. No, greatest night of our lives, like you said. <laughs> there the he is. Night of our lives. There yeah. he is, ladies and gentlemen, Terrence Riley of Agonorsa Leaf. If you are uh, joining us on the Cinco de Mayo on uh, Friday Night Herf on DojoVerse.com, get your phone out, 
fire up an Agonorsa leaf uh, cigar. Ooh. There's nothing better than an Agonorsa leaf. It's one of my absolute favorite cigars of any of their lines. I like the Validation series, the Reviver, whatever you can get your hands on. Do it tonight because we're going to have some fun tonight on the Dojoverse. Do some hashtag now playing. I want to see what you're drinking. Having fun. By the way, uh, Wednesday night on Flavor Odyssey, it was for sure going to be uh, fruited kettle sours on uh, Wednesday night. We were going to try to make a pairing with, but now I'm hearing that Randy is going to be out of town. So we're not 100% sure what's going to happen, Jordan, mm. on Wednesday. Um, so we will let you guys know. I'll have Robbie do a live on Monday to let everybody know how we're going to pivot since Randy's going to be out of town. So we'll do something fun on Wednesday. Um, Flavor Odyssey coming up uh, this coming week. And then next week on uh, Cigar Dojo on Smoke Night Live, we'll have another amazing episode. Until then, remember, everybody, never, never smoke, smoke alone with Dojoverse.com. Dojo. Look, kid, we're trying to work with you here. Tell us what we want to know, and maybe we can cut a deal. I'm not saying anything until my lawyer gets here. Bad idea. Look here, scumbag. I didn't spend 20 years on the streets to have some punk back talk me, all right? Now tell us what we want to know. What do you want to know? We're going to ask you one more time. And if you don't tell us what we want to know, you're going to spend the next 15 years in a slammer bartering for fruit cups. How did you get these cigars so quick and easy? Huh? Is it the Russians? A street gang? Tell us who it is. Hey, Chief. What is it, Jenkins? I think he got them from JR Cigar. They have the best prices on the biggest brands and some really great shipping options. Really? Yeah. All right, then, uh, I guess you're free to go. You want to go hang out somewhere? Maybe watch a game or something? Yeah, sure, the Cowboys are on. You son of a... <laughs>